So here we are for another episode of Dualistic Unity Social. Um, it's Thursday. It's Thursday morning. I'm excited. We have a Patreon group right after this. And so we're just going to get into it. Andrew and I were shooting the shit here just before we started recording and he was on to something good. So I'm just going to turn it over to Andrew. Take it away, buddy. Sounds good. First of all, I found some weed and I, I don't want to criminalize myself because there's no guarantee that this place here that I'm at right now. So I'm not going to mention where I am. But uh, anyway, found weed. Yay. So uh, yeah, I uh, I was telling Ray just before this. Uh, oh, man, fuck, dude. I don't even know where to where to start with this. But I guess one of the first retreat. Yeah. Yeah. So at the first retreat, I kind of uh, saw everyone as myself like saw that everyone's eyes were my eyes looking back at me and not Andrews, but just like reality's eyes me being reality looking back at at reality without so many certain ideas of what that means and beforehand you know smoked it was the first i think it might have been actually it's so funny that that was just uh yeah all the all the shifts but there was i think it was the first time i paired mushrooms and weed and like so it took mushrooms and then smoked afterwards and it was like a, a gram and then smoked a decent amount and it it just kind of felt like it cut a lot of things and kind of sent me not spiraling but just feeling a lot of intense things and then when i opened my well when my eyes were my, my eyes were closed for a bit and i was seeing a bunch of almost like in a in a forest, like a dark forest, all, you know, you see the animal eyes and they're like all yellow in movies typically, but, uh, there was a bunch of them. And then I opened my eyes and like everyone at the retreat, everyone walking around the house was just my own eyes looking back at myself. And for the next, I don't know, three, four hours, I, I, I didn't leave that perspective. Like, being something separate from reality wasn't a feeling that I could even go back to. Maybe I could have, if I really, really wanted to, but I didn't really want to, I was kind of just riding whatever that was out and then started to sort of look at that and realize without, you know, a tether me separate from reality, it's just expanding, 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 like infinity, infinity. You can't, really focus on think about conceptualize and if you do it just keeps going and going and going and going and going and going and so i think realizing everyone looking back at me is me because there is i'm not separate from anything it opened up the doors to seeing oh if that's not it then then it's like i was trying to figure out what i was and there's no way to pin that because it's just inherently uncertain and so i kept looking for it looking to find what i was or seeing what i was or seeing everything that i was and it was like i don't know two hours sat through dinner just fully staring at a wall just going through it, it kind of looked like space it was like a bluish hue with stars and just kept kind of flying through it and I was so locked into it that I couldn't even hear what people were doing at dinner. There was no hunger whatsoever. I know there was a, some conversation had, I think for the most part, it sounded like it was a fairly quiet dinner and not a lot of people ate a bunch, but I remember someone put some lasagna on my plate and it was like, 
there was no chance I was, I was eating anything and I was just locked into that and eventually chatted with, with Ray after a couple hours. I, I didn't realize you were kind of like keeping an eye on me or had an idea of what was going on. I was just like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I was a little freaked out, but also not like I was pretty calm through it. And then you're like, tap me on the shoulder and you're like, you want to have a chat? I was like, yes, yes, I do. And then, uh, that, that feeling of everyone being me still hadn't gone away. And then chatted with Ray for a while. And I think the first, was that the, the first question I asked was, how do you deal with being alone? Yes. Was the first thing I said. Yeah. And then we went and chatted about that. And I don't even remember exactly what was said. A lot of it was just like you kind of bringing me back to feeling what was going on. But I remember seeing like when we were talking, whatever, whatever I was seeing, it was like the back of our heads were cut off. And it was that, that thing I was looking at, you know, space bluish hue thing I mentioned before with all the stars was like behind both of us. And we were just talking to each other. I was like, oh, that's me. Oh, fuck. That's me. That's me talking to myself, interacting with myself. Everything is just me talking to myself, interacting with myself, reflective of myself. I'm not something that's separate from anything. And so after that retreat, basically realized how not, I mean, yeah, how vital, necessary, beneficial, important perception of self is like, I don't know, maybe it's not necessary just at this point for me, it's like, yeah, there is a degree of it, but it just depends on how, how invested you are in that. And basically for the last, and I've got you know, we're always going back and forth with stuff going in and out of things. But for since then, basically, that was November of 2022. And now it's and I'm not saying like I'm in or out of anything. It's just like, I, I recognized that sort of wave of digging into myself, focusing on myself, looking at myself, trying to control how I am how i'm perceived how i'm looked at in varying ways there's so many variations of the ways that you know i assume i should be acting like this being like this and then trying to and it doesn't match with who or what i am naturally and and because of that there's like this crazy ass back and forth and it's not just like the especially the side i've realized more that i think is allowing me to see things a little bit more clearly is the responsibility side. Like there's the side that's, Oh, it's freeing, you know, it's freeing to realize, Oh, I'm not what I think that initial thing. Oh, if my past isn't me, then I'm not what I think. And then, and there's like a freedom coupled with a fucking lack of responsibility with that insight. And with the realization, like, Oh, that means I'm everything. It's like, there's, there's more of a equality in, seeing and being willing to not be a, like a sacrifice or something, but just be willing to sacrifice yourself in some sense. And one of the big insights that hit me yesterday was like, obviously how I spend my time. And also when I'm acting, I have this idea of how I want to act and how I want to 
to be, say like at a retreat or something. If someone comes to a retreat, having this idea of me that I like always know what I'm doing, always feeling good. Like that's a tough, I'm, I'm realizing too, like that's a tough thing to break through. Like most of the time we just see people how we want to see them. Like no matter how the person acts, we'll see them how we need to see them. So even if I'm at a retreat and like I, I go through because we're just like left on our own. And I know this is like a long rant here, but I'll pass it back, pass it back to Ray in a bit. But uh, I know like at a retreat, we're, we're kind of like left with ourselves, with yourself. And it's, it's a beautiful experience because there isn't anyone pushing or pulling you in any given way. But if you've utilized tactics to distract yourself from being willing to be yourself or are coming in with some preconceived notion of how you think you should act of how you think you should be based on just a bunch of fucking assumptions, then it's gonna, there's gonna be a resistance to how things are playing out. And so because I personally looking at myself have a resistance to stumbling, falling, messing up, doing all that stuff that has caused me to be more hesitant throughout my life. And I'm not saying like, oh, I just fucking overcame all that last night, but there's, there's, I have such a resistance to that because of how it makes me feel, but through, you know, the responsibility component, like realizing, and it's not like a responsibility in the sense of I have, you have to act in a certain way. You have to do this, you have to do that, but there's a willingness to not live up to your own idea of the way you think you should act. And so if someone has an idea of someone, which people online probably think I do again, I don't know what ideas people have, but that's kind of an irrelevant component in a sense, but at the same time, people probably do, or if they listen to the podcast, maybe they do. And so me stumbling, me falling, me messing up and like being totally cool about it is probably the best thing for someone to see if they're hesitant about messing up, feeling like it means all these things. Like if I just say random shit, do random shit, talk about whatever the fuck I want and just like bounce around, kind of like how Ray acts in the retreats, honestly. And, and when things play out in a certain way or you look ridiculous or absurd, like there's not a concern about that. There's not a concern about looking absurd or looking a certain way or possibly looking a certain way to someone. But at the same time, like you don't even know how that's going to be anyway. So if that's the most freeing thing you can do for yourself, you might as well just do that. You might as well do the thing without hesitation, no matter how much you stumble or fall or mess up or feel like you're, you're messing up. You might as well play that out because that isn't a guarantee that that's what's best for you, but that's the easiest thing to do in your experience is just allow yourself to be yourself without so much of an idea of what that should be and allow that to play out and then not be concerned about how it plays out post it playing out. And so anyway, um, yeah, just realizing that like last night, basically I was like, Oh fuck, that's probably the most freeing thing I can realize. And I've definitely said it before too, like the best thing for someone else may be, seeing me in a certain way or seeing, you know, just realizing that you can act without hesitation and not be concerned about how the chips fall and let them fall. And that's intelligence playing out, right? Like that's, 
us not having an idea going in with a hesitation, with trying to control yourself. It's trying to control yourself from the sense of, you know, being hesitant, double checking, being worried about, oh, is this the right thing to say? Oh, is this the right thing to say? What's the right thing to say here? What's the best thing? To, what's the best thing to do here? It's like, in, instead of just following that gut, following that intuition and having faith in yourself, like it's just having faith in yourself. So uh, anyway, that was a lot, but uh, I'll pass back to Ray. That was fucking awesome. Great, great, great rant, buddy. That, that was really good. That was a good flow. Um, do you remember what my answer was to you when you asked me? How do you deal with being alone? Um, honestly, I don't even I don't even know. It doesn't change anything. Yeah. It doesn't change a thing. See, it's interesting because what we're talking about is it's kind of like the Christian idea of a of a triune God, right? And what I mean is that you know the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, right? So you you got, you know, man and God and and the Holy Spirit. Whatever the Holy Spirit might be. We'll get into that in a second. So, on the one side, we've got all of the thoughts about being human all the thoughts about being who you think you are your identity right you the individual separate from everything else you've got an entire spectrum of thought about that then on the other side if you can let that go you've got all of the thought about how you are not that you've got all of the thought about how you're the whole you've got all the thought about how the whole works all the insight all the recognition all that other stuff but now you're looking at the whole and then in between both of those you have what you're doing right now which is the actual action of reality, the action that's happening. It's not a thought. It's not existing in the ether of your, you know, cerebral workings. It's none of that. It's just the actual experience of existence, which, which is the holiest of holy, right? This is why I've often said that my favorite quote is, you know, the stench of mine armpits is holier than any church. Right? Because it's real. Because it's real. It's an experience you're actually having. It is the essence of existence. There is nothing holier, right? And so it's in what we're doing now, you know, and this is this is really important because we talk about narratives and, and we're talking specifically normally about the narrative of, of me, the fictional I, right? The egotistical version of me, this fictional idea of myself that's accumulated over time that I, anytime I think about myself, that's it. But we know that that's not truth. We know that any narrative that you can come up with about yourself right now, you can come up with a thousand others. So if you can do that, then none of them are the truth in themselves. They all have gray areas. They're all missing details. They are all from a certain perspective, often based on your mood, often based on your assumptions. So none of the narratives about you, the fictional you, are the truth. And we know that. So, and I want to address this because it's come up. The idea that, oh, I, I'm getting sucked in my narrative is another narrative. You understand? Like as soon as you think to yourself, oh my God, I'm, I'm stuck in my narrative again. No, no, you're not. If, if the question is, am I stuck in my narrative? Just answer no. See, you get the right to answer. You get the right to determine what you're doing. But only if you're willing to sit in the driver's seat here and now. Here and now. Other than that, you can get lost in looking at the endlessness of all that is. And that's fun, as Andrew was mentioning, though it can get a little uh, overwhelming <laughs> if, if you're not used to doing so. Or you can get lost in the endlessness of everything you're not, which sucks in itself. The third alternative being here, now, this, this. 
And if all there is, is this, what are you doing now? It's not about what have you been doing or what will you do? It's not about like, how long have I been struggling with this? What are you doing now? Are you struggling with your thought now? Are you struggling with your idea of yourself now? That's the question. Ask yourself, am I struggling with my idea of myself now? And without waiting for an answer, say no. And focus on the alternative. Because if you're not focusing on your idea of yourself, then all you're left with is here. Or the recognition of everything that's going on without the idea of you. But ultimately, the holy grail of all of this is here and now. Here and now, the actual experience of being. And this is what you're trying to communicate at the retreats. And I, I get a kick out of the fact that you're like, kind of like Ray. And, and the only reason Ray is as weird as Ray is, is because frankly, I don't know what the best way to be is. I don't know what my impact is on anyone. What I know is that they have the same capacity to make whatever happens into a lesson for themselves. They have the same capacity to use each and every moment to progress their own growth. And so I don't try to have an impact on them. I've let go of the idea that I can teach anyone anything at all. They know far better than I do. It's just that nobody has any faith in them because nobody has any faith in themselves. I have faith in them. I have faith in myself. And so I just don't, I don't think about it. How am I impacting you? That's up to you. That's entirely up to you. As for me, I'm wor worried about the impact I'm having on myself. And by worried, I mean not worried at all because I can choose not to be. I can choose to just move forward here and now. That's it. So again, if you're ever asking yourself, you know, am I stuck in my narrative? Just give a good old shout, no. And then go do something in the here and now. Because it really is that easy. It's just that we have a tendency to fall back to the narrative that it's not. Right? But that's, again, just a narrative. If you're telling yourself you're stuck in a narrative, that's a narrative. You understand the loop? <laughs> and that's really it. Just say no. No, I'm not stuck in a narrative. No, I'm not. And I never have been because there's no such thing as this ongoing, oh, my God, it's trapped me. It's always just now. Am I thinking about myself now? No. Just say no. Stop waiting for your brain to come up with a thousand fucking things because it always will. But it depends on you. Where is your attention? Focus on your feet. Focus on your hands. Do something. Yeah, well said. I like that one a lot. Am I am I stuck in a narrative right now? <laughs> like, oh, that's that's it right there. And and this idea, like the realization that there's no one to help. Like there's, there's nothing like you trying to help someone, you trying to be there for someone and thinking that they need you is very much reflective of yourself and the faith you have in yourself. Cause it's, it's the same sort of thing. Like if you have faith in yourself, you have faith in everyone to have faith in themselves or to be willing to see it in themselves. Right. And so that response to someone who's going through something like, yeah, you got this. Like you're the best one for the job every single time, no matter what you're, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're, you're dealing with. And so much of it is the idea, even the assumption that I should be acting differently, that I should be different than I am that overcomes that experience of being where you're at and just being yourself here and now, like coming up with, Oh, this, this should be happening. This shouldn't be happening. I should be acting like this. I shouldn't be acting like that. And 
And with that comes not so much of a fog and then things open, like reality sort of opens up in a sense. You're like, oh, this is an option. This is an option. This is an option. This one makes sense. This one makes sense. And and it's like things start playing out more naturally when you like when you let go of the idea of control, like so much of it comes down to that. Like, I think I can control how I'm perceived. I think I can control how I am or, or what I am or, or what's going to happen next or what's coming down the, down the pipeline. Like, oh my God, it's all this mechanism of control in our society. Like people buying things like brand deal stuff wearing, you know, you got, the people who wear like you know, all Gucci'd out. That's a desire. That's that's an attempt to control other perceptions. And yet you're going to get all sorts of perceptions from that. There's going to be some people who do the same thing. And they'll be like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Oh, I want to be that people person. Think oh. you're a douche. And exactly. And on the other side, people are like, oh, man, that's really insecure. Like, why do you feel like you need so many goddamn brand deals like are you not feeling complete in yourself like you're also clearly not prioritizing your own experience unless i mean i don't know and people are going to argue like oh well, i just like gucci products like and that's totally fine but they're also not higher quality than any other thing so it really is just just the logo that you got there but people say a lot of shit yeah i know yeah so even something like that there's going to be an infinite number of perceptions just from that. And so the perception we fear is our own perception. Like the assumption, I act a certain way and I'm afraid of that. I shouldn't act this way because I think it's something wrong. Like, I think there's something wrong with it. I think I shouldn't be this way. Like, it's always just my own perception that I'm making the assumption about that I'm trying to appease. And often we're just holding on to the idea that there's something wrong because this isn't our ideal, right? Our ideal life would be fucking sunshine and rainbows and people rubbing our balls all day. Like it would just be, it, it would be just pleasantry all the time, nothing but comfort and pleasure. And, 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 you know, it's basically the hedonistic view. If I had everything I want, I'd be happy, but nobody who gets everything they want is truly happy. Right. And so it really just comes down to this idea that that we should be feeling something else that because I'm I, I keep getting caught up in my thoughts, therefore something's wrong with me not realizing it. OK, so so imagine this. Imagine that that your 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 thoughts about yourself are like a machine. And every time you go back to the machine, you're giving it some momentum. OK, you're giving it an extra part and that's making it run a little faster. So every time you go back to this idea of yourself. And then you think to yourself, oh my God, this sucks. I don't like this. There's obviously something wrong with me. I'm stuck in my narrative. You've just added a whole bunch of momentum to that. Like that's all you've done. All you've done is look at it and go, I'm going to keep thinking about that. And I know that's the hardest thing in the world. I, I understand. It's so difficult to look at something that you're terrified of and remind yourself it's nothing to be afraid of. Because you're looking for reasons to not be afraid. And there are none. You don't need to be afraid. That's frankly what it is. I can boost you all fucking day. I could talk to you about all the successes you've had. I can talk to you about all the times you've been present. I can talk to you about times just even in the last 24 hours of your life where you've managed to stop thinking about yourself for even a second 
And all of those things are going to make you go, yeah, yeah I, I, I got this. That's right. Shit, there has been successes. There have been times I've gotten out of my head. There have been times I'm not in my narrative. There are things I enjoy doing. And you'll start doing that. But why am I fucking doing that for you? You understand? As long as I'm doing that for you, it's never going to stick. None of that shit's important. None of it. None of these positive thoughts, none of these things to balance balance out your fear are important. The, the, the important part is what's happening there. Why are you feeling better? Because you're just not giving into so much of your fear. You're remembering your fear is not the only perspective. And in remembering that your fear is not your only perspective, you start to see options. And the only thing I've done is balance out some of those fearful thoughts with positive thoughts. But the insight here isn't that you should do that. The insight is that neither of them are the truth. That you don't need to dick around in those thoughts at all. At all. Because that's all I'm ever doing with anyone. Is I'm just reminding you. What you're thinking is not the whole fucking truth. That's all I'm ever doing. That's all I've ever done at a retreat. I'm not a soothing person. If you come up to me and you're super like, yeah, I'm more enlightened anyway, I will fucking tear you down. Does that sound compassionate? No, but it's what I would do with myself because I can recognize the dangers. All I'm doing is, is just pointing out that there are two sides to every thought. There are two sides to every thought. And if both of them are valid from the perspective of the person perceiving them, then neither of them are the whole truth. Which means that as much as you can perceive yourself as being stuck in a narrative, you can equally see yourself as never having being stuck in a narrative, just learning it the hard way, just learning about narrative. You could change your perspective of everything right now, or you could just let the perspective go and focus on where you are here and now. But all I'm ever doing is showing you that there's a balance to our thoughts. There's a wider spectrum. That's all I've ever pointed out is that there's more. There's more. Because the problem is, isn't necessarily thought. It's the thoughts we get stuck on. It's the thoughts that become our prison. And so reminding ourselves that they never were is really the only thing that works. But I can remind you. I can remind people till I'm blue in the face and it's only going to stick to the degree that they're willing to let it stick. That's the funniest part. They think, oh, you guys, you guys are doing a great job. No, 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 no. It's you. It's you. The fact is, is that if you went back and listened to season one of the podcast in a new mentality each and every time, that's all you'd ever need. The other hundred and some odd episodes are, are just us reiterating the same thing in slightly different ways. Right. But it's you that's willing to take it in. So you could listen to any episode and you're going to take in what you're ready for. Any episode. Pick one. You know, it's really not up to us. It's not up to us. It's always been up to you whether you are willing to accept that's the case or not. It's so easy to pass off your growth to other people and beat yourself up for fucking up. But why not take responsibility for the growth as well? Because it's equally true. I cannot teach you something that you're not willing to take in. That's why I don't bother trying to teach. Because the only thing we're all trying to learn is how to be ourselves. And I'm trying. If I'm trying to teach you, that's not me being myself. But it's all on you. You've done it all. All of it. Including telling yourself you're not. So you can continue to think about it. You can balance out your thoughts. You can play that fucking game of positive and negative, And you can. And it's exhausting. It's fucking exhausting. And it doesn't do a thing. Because at the end of the day, you don't have to play. You don't have to play. You can go for a walk. Talk to a squirrel. Drink a glass of water. Enjoy the feeling of the sun. You can do anything that's actually real. 
And it doesn't change a thing except your experience. Yeah, and, and no one can teach you how to beat yourself either. Like with when with such a big community of a society, like there's so many ideas of what you should be, the right way to be, the right way to act, the normal way to be. But no one, as much as, you know, if you were trying to remind someone of like, you know, don't take this seriously, blah, 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 blah. Like there's no way to in any way, shape or form get across to someone how they can be themselves. Like that is entirety on, entirely on each and every person. Like you can't ask anyone how to be yourself. You can't look to a rule book or a manual or a, a guideline on how to be yourself, like how to be yourself, you know, well, at least make sure you wake up at this time and at least make sure you act like this, at least make sure you know, when you're interacting with someone, you act at least this way to some degree. It's like, no, there's nothing like that. There is no way to have, to be told, to be taught how to be yourself. So realizing that it's entirely on each and every one of us, you know, there isn't the, the desire for, or there isn't the idea that you can teach someone anything. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk and read this at the same time. I'm kind of enjoying the, the challenge, but uh, yeah, exactly. Like in the moment, like forgetting everything about yourself, like every story, every idea, every thing and way that you think you should be. Right? Cause like, say for example, you're worried about something going in a certain way that's trying to control the situation thinking that it going the other way is better for the situation but it's not about controlling the situation to go in the way that you think it should go it's about realizing that no matter how the situation goes like you'll be fine you'll be okay no matter how the chips fall it's like and you'll learn a bunch of stuff so this idea that beforehand and that's for me a big part of things i've dealt with is just like a hesitancy uh uh second guessing questioning myself whether it's a way to act a way to talk a way to be and so it has sort of caused me to be more quiet hesitant whatever throughout my life but it's based on the assumption that there's a right or a wrong way to act at all times that's what creates the hesitation that's what creates the additional concern all the additional thoughts like so many of our thoughts, maybe not all of them, but a lot of my thoughts are are holding on to a right and a wrong way for things to play out, a right or a wrong way for me to act, a right or a wrong thing to say, or a right, a right or a wrong thing to do. And because I'm so afraid of the wrong thing playing out, it's like, mm, just going to fucking like basically avoid it, basically not look at it, basically not go through it instead of realizing no matter how it plays out, you'll be fine. Like you'll get through it and you don't know. And it takes, again, like what I was saying before, like it takes so much for someone's perspective of you to shift. Like they're always shifting and changing, but like we hold on to pretty stagnant ideas because I'm even realizing when I'm thinking about looking at my perceptions of other people, like most of the time I don't really have much of one, like going into retreats, I really don't have much of an idea. And so that, and that doesn't even really change based on how the retreat plays out, like it's still just, just me just looking at things and seeing all of these potential perspectives 
of myself, you know, trying to control those. And yet each person's always going to have their own that's more or less going to be set in stone and not even considered as often. I mean, certainly not nearly as often as, as we consider ourselves, but it's so funny how we, uh, funny, fascinating, interesting, how we try and control you know, the way things play out, which Im immediately creates tension, creates hesitancy. Instead of just, you know, free flowing, if you think there's a right way, you're going to be like, all right, am I doing it the right way? And there's going to be like a, a flexing of yourself, a tension, a restriction to how you act, as opposed to just being able to kind of free throw, free, I was like free throw, free throw, free flow life, just like I so eloquently did right there. Hell yeah. It's kind of funny, right? Like you, you played baseball or you used to play baseball. Could you imagine second guessing yourself mid swing? I did that for a few years mid throw. It was brutal. Ah, it was brutal. But like, that's it. Like there's intelligence at play if you just get out of the way. Right. But there's only so much control you can have in the middle of that swing. Right. And that's that's the thing. You only have influence once things are in motion <laughs> and you have to just allow yourself to, to go through that motion. And so often we're like, oh, oh, that's not. Oh, no, no, maybe not that. And then we just miss the ball <laughs> entirely. Right? And then we judge ourselves for missing the ball and second guessing ourselves. It's one of my favorite lines from uh, a tool song called Schism is I've done the math enough to know the dangers of my second guessing. It's just we've done it so often. We've second guessed ourselves into going, shit, I should have just followed my intuition. Because that's the thing is why not just let the chips fall where they may? Other than the fact that you're afraid you can't do something with them once they do. Right. Like, and that's that's exactly what it is. This is why I don't worry about what people think about me, because people are going to like me and hate me and and not give a shit about me. And, and, and there are like a myriad of different ways that people are going to respond to me. All I'm going to do by trying to worry about that is make it so they're not actually responding to me, but my fear about their response. So I'm actually getting in the way. They're not actually responding to me if I'm not being myself. I'm not even giving them the chance to respond to me. So what am I afraid of? how they're going to respond to me not being myself. Maybe that's why I'm afraid. It's because I'm not being myself. Right? Whereas if I was being myself, I'd be less afraid because then I'd be giving them the, the, the credibility and the space to be themselves. Because think about it, if I'm worried about how, how somebody is seeing me, if I'm trying to cater a particular response, I'm not allowing them to be themselves. I'm trying to make them into someone who likes me. That in itself is controlling. Right. So if I'm not allowing them to be themselves, is it even them I'm asking to like me or is it some fictitious, fictitious person in my head? Am I trying to create to make them into someone that I'm fictionalizing for my own benefit? You're damn fucking right. And we do it all the time because we're not being ourselves. And if we're not being ourselves, then we need someone to validate whatever version of ourselves that we are attempting to be. And that's where the whole game continues. And the alternative is to recognize that it, it doesn't make a difference except to you. You can play the game. You can worry about it. You can think about it. Or you can just be here. And oddly enough, being here is being everything you've learned to be up until now. And how often are you actually tapping into everything you've learned to be up until now? How often are you just trying to be some small version of yourself that you think will be the perfect playing piece moving for, uh, forward? And so there is so much power in just being yourself. There is so much power in recognizing, not, not to not give a fuck about what people think, but to recognize that they never see you. 
until they see themselves. And then it's just what you are right now. It's not your story. It's not the thing you're afraid they're going to see because that thing doesn't actually exist. Nobody sees that except you. You're the one who keeps creating it. You're the one who keeps staring at it. Oh my God. Like, oh God. the thought of just being able, the realization of just being able to kind of flow with things, like realizing that you don't ever have that control and trying to get someone to see you in a certain way. Like there's, you can't simultaneously be yourself. And so you can just let things play out, just see how things go. But like the hesitancy comes from so much assumption about the right or the wrong way to be or act that's reinforced through so many things, of course. But at the same time, it's like you can focus on, oh, the years of doing this, the years of acting this way. But it's just the the idea, the narrative that it's incorrect to be that way. And so even thinking back to, you know, certain certain experiences I've had that kind of like, you know, memories that stuck with me, experiences that really seem to have an impact, but then, you know, it's like I'm remembering them and it's like I'm not even remembering how it actually went. There was this assumption that came along with it that I acted incorrectly in those moments, you know, and it's, it's, and so therefore can't act on it again. Like every situation, even the ones where, you know, the ones where I was internalizing things and it was just a me experience and also the experiences where I had impact on other people that I, you know, regret or wish didn't happen. Like those ones too started with me focusing on myself, looking at myself, thinking there's a right or a wrong way to act, trying to control the way that I act so that I feel better, so that I see myself in the way that I want to see myself in a certain way. Like, oh my God. Like even the thought of, like with drinking, for example, like I've done some dumbass shit when I'm, when I'm drunk, some really, really, really dumb shit. And, uh, it always, I mean, every time I've drank and drank too much, it was a discomfort. It was a, a discomfort with being myself. The assumption I couldn't, I can't just be myself. I have to, I have to numb myself so I can be myself. Like I have to numb myself so I can act freely as opposed to just allowing myself to act freely. And it's that same, holy fuck. It's that same sort of thing where, you know, you have an assumption about a situation going in a right or a wrong way to act. And instead of just jumping in, letting go of the idea that there's a right or a wrong way, you avoid it. You're like, I'm going to, I'm going to avoid, holy Christ, dude. It's like the same fucking, fucking mechanism. If you're drinking instead of, it's like, I just don't want to see myself being myself. And, but then it comes with a lack of fuckload of a lack of awareness when you drink and, and drink too much. Of course, that's going to have a detrimental impact on a bunch of things. And like, we'll go into that and we'll get into that instead of just being like, why am I so fucking hesitant? Why am I so fucking concerned? And, and looking at that and looking at those feelings, letting go of this idea that, oh, I can't act like this or be like this. Cause that's, that's like the long game right there, more or less. Like just as, as an example, say you're uncomfortable dancing at a party. So you have a few drinks, whatever, instead of just being a uncomfortable dancing and doing it anyway, 
Like you can't get better at something unless you fucking do it. And odds are, if you're doing it when you're drunk, it's not even going to be, you're not even going to enjoy it as much. So all of the focus is on someone else. Cause it's like, it's like both the focus on yourself and the perception of other people. It's like, I'm prioritizing my feelings, but prioritizing everyone else's perception at the same time, instead of dropping both and just being like, eh, I'm going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to act like an ass and not judge myself for it. And that's okay. And an ass in the sense of like, you know, just being free, you know, free flowing, acting naturally without so much hesitation, just following that gut, following that instinct, instinct without the assumption that you should be, should be different. And then you don't need to avoid so many goddamn situations because it's not about being better at the situation. Like, okay, I can't step into this until I'm good. It's, I don't know what good means. I'm just going to step into it exactly as I am, see how it plays out, learn a bunch of stuff and keep on stepping into things. Cause there isn't a right or a wrong way to handle this situation. There isn't a correct or an incorrect outcome. So I can just be myself. I might as well just be myself. Exactly. And it's so funny because when you look back at all of the things that you judge yourself for doing previously, you know, part of the problem is that you're judging yourself. You were judging yourself going into it. You're judging yourself after it. You were judging yourself during it. And that made it very difficult for you to make anything out of that opportunity. But, you know, looking back like, oh, I don't want that to happen again is the best way to make sure it does. Right. Because you're bringing it right back into the present with you. And as I said earlier, this is what is right now. Are you getting lost in thought now? Now, in this moment, not previously, not moving forward right now. No, because none of my thoughts are in any way going to tell me what's happening now. Because now is its own world. Now is its own experience. Now I'm here, right? All of my thinking about here is somehow not here, right? It's different than the experience of being here. Now I'm thinking about being here. Now I'm simplifying things. Now I'm making it something I can process cerebrally in a very, in a very small minded kind of way, because it's all around me and how I, how I feel about here, rather than just what's actually happening here. And that's it. And this is why it's you just you just jump in, you just jump in because there's any thought that you have about not being able to jump in is exactly that. It's just a thought. And it's keeping you from the experience of being now, right? But it's just you now deciding to think. You can change your focus. You really can. It just takes a little practice. It's just like anything else. You know, you do something habitually, like if you if you were to chew your nails for years on end, you know, it can become a little difficult to stop doing that. But you actually have to like just focus on the fact that you're doing it, which means you have to accept that you are without judgment. You know, stressing out about chewing your nails, judging yourself for chewing your nails is just going to make you chew your nails more. So all you can do is to go, well, I was obviously doing that because I had good reason. I was stressed out. There was a bunch of stuff happening. I don't need to know all the reasons, but I was doing it. And now I'm not. And now I'm not. And that's it. Because you can determine that. You can make that choice. This has been a fun chat. Oh, I love Thursdays. Um, we are going to wrap up here and continue on Patreon for a tier two call today. You can join us. Uh, there's a free seven day trial. If you haven't joined us on Patreon yet, please do. Patreon.com slash dualistic unity. Uh, tier two uh, gets to chat with us five days a week because we do this quite frequently. Andrew, great talk. Great talk. 
This has been a lot of fun. Excited to continue on Patreon in a few minutes and talk to everyone soon.